0: This is the final week of our series mask i uh I started it obviously in the beginning of october or i i, th- I believe it was at the end of september and one of the one of the things about the series is that I did it as a standalone two years ago and one of the most important things about this message is that um everybody in here wears a mask, whether you are fully devoted to the Lord, or even someone who does not give a junk about any of these things, I think that everyone in here wears a mask. And one of the things, you know, from the past couple weeks, I've talked about pain, I've talked about fear, I've talked about shame. Um, and then we had blackout last week, which was awesome. I, I, I think we had an incredible time. Um, and I had an incredible time as well. I think it was hilarious with the musical chairs and all of that. It was awesome. Um, tonight, um, I want to start with something because kind of like how Sarah was saying about being available, God, God is, God is always available. And sometimes we're not, and we get frustrated when God doesn't do something, but he's always been available. He's always been present. He's always been the Lord, but sometimes it really comes to us to open that door and be available we We can 't just rely, forgot to force open a door that that we shut on him, and so and so get a reality check for yourself and understand that am I the one closing this door? Am I the one really shutting God out, even though i'm frustrated at him for something that i've been doing and so I have to learn to understand that I need to learn to open doors and be available in the fact that Lord, my doors are open because sometimes i've learned this sometimes. When I'm shutting the door towards people, sometimes I accidentally short the door towards God because I'm trying to defend myself or make a defense when someone tries to pass a boundary or when, because when, for some of us, we don't trust people. And one of the main components is that as I'm trying to defend myself towards people, sometimes I accidentally defend myself against God. And it messes up my whole perspective about him. And so understand about what Sarah said about being available. Doesn't mean about just serving Oh, start serving next week. I'm talking about being available to whatever God puts on your plate and whatever God establishes in your life. And so for week four, be available to receive this message because this message is very important because we've been talking about a lot of masks for this month, including with blackout. Um, But tonight I want to talk very simply about this. One of the the major things, and this is going to sound very similar to the shame message I preached before blackout. A lot of us wear masks because, quite frankly, we don't like who we are. We're not the biggest fan of how God has made us. And we're also very... Self-conscious of what we show others to the degree that I'm going to show them. Have y'all? I don't know if because most of us are on TikTok. There's a there's there's a there's a TikTok where it, it it goes into a song and it talks about you know you're so nice to me and then it goes I'm putting on my best show. Has anyone seen that one? No. Oh, some of y'all. Okay, Rachel. only Rachel's seen it. So it's so it's a funny it's a funny concept because 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 a lot of us put on our best show and a lot of us put on our best look whether it's from now some of us are just are just blunt as heck and some of us can be very 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 almost too honest sometimes sometimes we need a filter but a lot of the times we're very very in in the thoughts of I don't like who I am and for a lot of us it really comes from a root of insecurity about you and about how God's created you. And that's what I want to jump into tonight, because unlike, last week, uh, unlike the last time I preached, maybe you don't wrestle with shame, but rather a strong insecurity that says, I don't like who I am. And that's the question you have to ask yourself. Do I like who I am? Am I okay with the tendencies and the things that actually are strong about me, am I willing to let God use that? Am I willing to let that be my gift and strength towards the Lord? Tonight, I want to talk about that. I want to, I want to show you this message about, is about insecurity and identity. Because everybody in here has the opportunity to know who they are, not just in themselves, not just some type of self, self-help seeking, but this is genuinely about you knowing who you are in the Lord, and being comfortable in who God made you to be. Not, not your sinful nature, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about you doing living in sin, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how he wired you, how he made you, how he made you think, how he makes you respond, those types of things, the things that make you powerful as a human being in Christ. And so I want to talk about that. Tonight's title for the final week is, Who Am I Behind the Mask? A lot of us genuinely don't know who we are because we end up hating who we are beneath what we show. And a lot of us show different, different pieces and different sides of ourselves. And I do it all the time too. I think it's, I think there's a necessary representation. I think there's a time not to be an idiot. And actually, be professional. And there's times where I need to mess around and not be so serious and and feel like I have some uh, like a stick up my butt or something like that. Like there has to be times where I can be in a time and a season and everything. And Ecclesiastes talks about that. But there is a true you that should be all the time. There's a true you that God's created you to be that should be constant. The the real the real Alex, the real Sarah, the real Ava, the real. You. I'm not just talking about the version that you try to show others because X, Y, and Z, but I'm talking about the you that God has created you to be, to do what he's called you to do. So I want to start with First Samuel 16, verse 7. It says, but the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. The context of, of 1 Samuel 16 is that they're looking for a king. They're looking for someone because Saul isn't really good right now. He's really showing a version of himself that's not really a version of himself. He has pride. He he felt, they were supposed to, God told that that group that Saul was in to eliminate a land and he kept what was it? I think he kept the king and he was supposed to eliminate all of them God told him to destroy all of it and he kept something as a trophy piece so number one he disobeyed God that was number one and number two he kept it as a trophy to show how good he was and how mighty of a king he thinks he is and the Lord was done with him the Lord was like you're out of here so he was waiting to find somebody else to take his place And David was obviously the contender, and he was obviously the moral character of the story. But nobody told David that Samuel was picking somebody. David didn't know. David was in the land taking care of the sheep, fighting off the bears and the lions, and oh my, and all that. He was taking care of all that, and he wasn't there until Samuel said, is there anybody else? Because God, I believe God was speaking through Samuel to know that David was still the one to be picked, even though he wasn't there. And it came to show me that that God wants something that nobody else goes towards. And God wants to use somebody who people genuinely put to the side. And that's who David was. David was the example. And that's why when like people look at the outward appearance, people look at every Instagram post and see every single type of reality that people want to show you from a social media perspective. But when you get into their life and when you get into their, their habits and when you get into their, their actual stuff, like me, i've 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 learned to do this, but this is not easy for me now, as a kid or as a teenager. I was really good with small talk, you know, just how are you all this stuff and 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 it was easy, easy talk now, as I'm older, as I've gone through things and won things and and been defeated by things, I don't want to start a small talk with you i It's almost like it's almost like it picks me sometimes because like Sarah's really good at small talk. But there's a piece of me that's like, I don't want you to just tell me, "Oh, I've been good." I want you to tell me everything. I want you to tell me how your week's been. When was your defeat? When was your victory? I want to go deeper into conversation. So I've I've learned that that sometimes, sometimes to me, in all honesty, small talk feels fake, even though it's it's simple, it's common courtesy, it's like an associate talking to an associate. But sometimes it's like I want to know what's really going on. And I feel like that's the Lord sometimes with us because he's not looking at your small talk. He's not looking at what you tell him on the surface because he already knows what's really going on. That's why this scripture is so important because he's telling the people, he's saying, Samuel's saying, That you look at the outward appearance. David was too short. David looked like a pencil. David looked like he couldn't really take care of himself. And they didn't even know that he was fighting bears and lions while he was taking care of the sheep, defending the sheep. They didn't know that because people look at the outward appearance. When you look at an outward appearance, you image yourself this way. This is why, look, I love social media. I love Instagram. I love all these platforms. But there is a certain time and a place to stop comparing. And there's going to be a point where you need to stop because it's going to ruin you. It's going to ruin you because we all copy something. I think of like, none of y'all probably know about this. Maybe you do. Back when I was younger, we used to do something that I think is probably illegal. We would burn CDs with music. Dodie knows what I'm talking about. We would burn CDs like if if there was a certain song on iTunes on a computer that that we could, I couldn't afford. I had a homeboy of my, a homeboy of mine, burn it on a CD, like copy it on a CD and he would give it to me. That type of stuff, copying something. But I've learned, I've learned this. There was a, there was a copy that a friend of mine had once, forgot what band it was. And it was copied seven times from one CD to the next CD, to the next CD, to the next CD. And the funniest thing was, it sounded so bad. It sounded horrible. It sounded, like it's it's unimaginable on how it sounded. But the reason why it sounded so bad was because it was copied too many times. And how many of us know that if we're copying? People, if we're copying things over and over from the, from the social media influencer to the, the, the YouTuber that you watch, simple stuff like that can cause comparison to where you can't even see yourself anymore because you see this person in you or that person in you. There have been times where someone said, I looked like somebody and I'm gonna be honest, I Googled them and I would watch videos on them and the, and the stuff maybe in a show or something like that. And I would start to copy that. Because I, I looked like them. like You know how like you look like somebody, like a celebrity or something like that? Like, oh, you just look like so-and-so, and you're like, really? So it's stuff like that, that when you get to a point that you keep copying, when you get to a point that you keep comparing, and you keep getting to a point where you're not really you anymore, that is the mask, the mask that you've been copying. But we need to be like David, where even though David, David wasn't the best in the outward appearance, he wasn't tall enough, he wasn't strong enough, he wasn't, they didn't think he was as stern enough as some of the other men. They were all brawly and bold. But God doesn't look at what people look at. So maybe you've been disappointed in what, how you look because of the fact of somebody else looking better than you. So you try to copy that. People copy all the time, but God wants you to know that the way that he made you was an original copy that he has put on this earth. Romans 6, 6 through 8 says, we know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin, but for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of Of sin. Since we die with Christ, we know we will also live with Him. You might not like yourself, but Jesus gave His life for you, even when you were at your worst. He died in the fact knowing that you would make multiple mistakes. He knew from the get go, because think about it, think of that knowing, knowing that. Someone that you thought you would want to die for has made mistakes against you, against your value, your moral code, and they broke it thousands of times. You think you really want to die for them? Nobody thinks that way. The natural thought is to not do it because something about what Jesus did, nobody can genuinely ever do. Not just because he was perfect, but because of the principle, he died while people were against him. He died for those that were jerks to him. He died for those that looked at him as belittled, kind of like what David was a, was accompanied to. Jesus died, knowing that you would do things against him in good in 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 innocence. Or purpose. He died for it anyways. Because even innocent sin is sin. Unconscious and not realizing that it was sin. Sin is still sin. Sin is sin no matter if it's big to some people. Small to some people. I've talked about this. Sin is sin. But God's grace is grace. It's not little. But it's also. It's more gigantic. That's what the Bible talks about. It talks about how big his grace is. But a lot of us don't really get grace because we are so focused on our sin and we're so focused on what we're doing wrong but a lot of the times we're also not focused on it either because we just do whatever we want and then get away with it and then just think that God that I had to I had to call somebody one time while I was in the office and they were aggravated that God wasn't answering prayer my first question my first question was, how do you live? What, what, like, what, do, you, what do you do? Like, like, what, like, I was just trying to get into this conversation. And they said some things about, about, about a type of sin that they do. And in my head, I was like, maybe I shouldn't touch it. Maybe I shouldn't at- talk about it. Maybe it's something I shouldn't really bring to their attention. But the Lord kind of kicked me in the butt and was like, tell them. Tell them. And so I told them, I think your prayers are hindered because of the sin that you live in. Sin, as a Christian, sin doesn't, in context, doesn't actually just separate you from God. It takes a blessing off. It hinders prayers. And it also distorts how you see things. Sin continuing hinders prayer. Because, yes, God is a forgiving God. But God also has boundaries. Yes, he is a merciful Lord, but he has things that he has to do to get you back in line with him in the obedience. So if you're disobedient, he's going to block certain things in order for you to realize, I got to go back to him. I got to take care of this. I got to repent towards this. That is what God does. So you can't tell me because I've experienced this in my own life where sin has hindered my prayers. And that's why the sinful nature needs to work on, but for us to beat ourselves up about who we are, about how God's wired us. It's easy to like someone when they're charismatic, when they're chill, when they're cool, when they're extravagant, all of these things. They're very easy to like. It's very easy. Like it's not hard to like someone who agrees with everything. It's not, it's not hard. But to someone who has value to stick up to what their values are, nobody likes that type of person. Because they're not willing to groove with the group and they're not willing to. And this is where, this is where we don't stand for anything anymore and we give into everything for the sake of feeling noticed, feeling accepted, feeling known for. And this is where God is challenging his people, even in this generation in 2022. He's challenging us to fight sinful opinions to stand for biblical righteousness. But we don't do that anymore. We're afraid of what people think. We're afraid of how they'll see us. It doesn't matter how people see you. It matters how God sees you. Because the way God sees you is far more extravagant than how people see you. It's much more important. It's much harder when that, it's much harder when a person is difficult to love, when when a person is difficult to be with. There's been, there's been times even, in my, even while I was younger, I, I was an agreeable person and I wanted someone to notice me or like me or attend to me as a teenager. And all of us struggle with this. I learned that the true friends that come around aren't the ones that like the character you show them. Real friends are there when you're in a mess. When you're in, in junk, when you're in a place where you don't know what to do and you feel like you, feel like, you, feel like you don't want to be anything or be anybody, and that person that knows you in the mess, that's a real friend. That's somebody who's willing. But we don't look for that. Better yet, we're not even that. Because we expect other people to do this, but it's 50-50. It's both ways. If we don't extend what we're given, then we're hypocrites. And we don't deserve friendships because we will not be what we want. And so, who am I behind the mask? Who am I beyond what I show? Jesus, in the same way, calls you out of insecurities by showing you how much he loves you. He was able to die for you while you were in a mess. And for some of you that are still in a mess, God still did it. He gives us the opportunity to have security in him without the mask. And that's the first thing I wanna say tonight. Jesus gave up his life because of his love for you. It's that simple. It wasn't from what you've done. It's not from the mess you're in. It's because he loves you His love for you is stronger than anything you can ever do. This is why when we go through routines, it's religiosity because God's not looking for you to be the best Christian out there. All he wants is your surrender, commitment, and he wants to be Lord over your life. That's all he wants. He's not asking for some type of, I need you to go to church every Wednesday, get in a a life group every Wednesday, go on a Sunday, do all these things, do all these routines. This is what I need you to do. No, 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 no. That is only an accessory to the main product, which is Christ. He wants you to surrender. He wants you to let him be Lord over your life. He doesn't want you to jump through hoops to make it to him. He wants to be within you Instantly, this is the true gospel. He died while you were still imperfect. Galatians 2.20, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer who I live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting the son of God whom loved me and gave himself for me. Truth be told, insecurity is a part of your old self. And sometimes, so you're wondering, Jacob, if I'm a Christian and insecurity is a part of my old self, why do I still feel insecure sometimes? Old self always comes back. Old self always creeps in. You will deal with an old nature until Christ comes back or you go meet with him. You will always have that. But it's a part of your old self. So what does that mean? We have to let it die. Because Jesus loved us and gave his life for us. We respond by living a life of trusting in Jesus. We give up our right to ourselves. And now it's not me anymore. It's Jesus in me. That's where it needs to get to. And some of you are frustrated in this room because you feel like you can't change. You've tried Every you maybe you've read some books to try and help you. You've listened to podcasts to try and help you. You read through the Bible app. Now you're reading through a different version of the Bible app and a different version, a different version, trying to see if it sticks, but you can't change. I've learned something. Behavior modification without belief will not last long. Me modifying my behavior without believing I can change. I'm gonna to have to come up for air eventually, or I'll drown. Because it's by my works, and it's not by that. We do it by works and think it's good and thinks it works. But God said, You can't modify behavior. Because eventually, as a Christian, you have to change your behavior. You can't live with a sinful behavior all the time. It separates us from God, all this stuff. We know that. But to try and change that behavior with not believing you can, Everything takes faith. Everything takes believing that God can change you. Insecurity keeps us blinded from God's love. When we understand God's love, it empowers us to live a surrendered life to Jesus. Insecurity keeps us from surrender. In the same way we fight insecurity by surrendering our hearts to Jesus. Insecurity selfishly focuses on ourselves Surrender focuses on Jesus. I have learned in my life that it's not because of how bad of a person I am to be selfish of myself. Insecurity brings you into that place where you're not comfortable with how God has made you. And you're going to have to get to a point, it's not a feeling. Changing the way that you see yourself through the lens of God does not come by feeling it. It comes with a decision. It comes with an internal decision to know that the way he sees me is the way I need to see myself. Because you're not gonna naturally see yourself right. You're not. Some there God bless the people who see themselves as a fantastic. I wish I had that but there are times in my life where I try to see myself that way and how I think I need to see myself and it never works. It, I have to go back to scripture. That's your key tonight. Your key to seeing freedom in who you're created to be is going to come straight through scripture. It's in the Bible. Read it. If you don't read it, you will see yourself the way that you want to see yourself, which sometimes is not good. And sometimes you will listen to other, how other people see you and you will take that into consideration. But the goal tonight and the final thing I want to say is surrender your heart to Jesus. Surrender that insecurity to him. That's the only way it's going to work. That's the only way you're gonna really be able to receive freedom in the places that you feel dirty and weak is when you surrender all of those things to him. It's not a feeling. It's not, it's not some magical experience. It's a decision by faith to know and believe that you can change from what you used to be to what you can be now. With every head bowed and every eye closed, tonight, you need to learn to surrender that to Christ. You simply have to stand against your own insecurity. Insecurity is not your friend. We think it is because we're, oh, we're self-conscious of how we look and how we act. No, insecurity goes beyond being self-conscious. Insecurity comes to the fact of you do you literally hate you. You hate how you look, you hate how you talk, you hate how you think, you hate how other people see you and you hate you but God wants you to stand up against insecurity and you have to say God I trust you because he died for you and loves you so much you have to give your life back to him I was telling my leaders in our, in our team meeting you know just stay in an atmosphere I was telling my team in a team meeting, when you go from a, I have to, when you go from, when you go from, I get to do this to I have to do this, you've lost your passion. You've lost your passion in something that you used to love, that you used to, you used to walk in that, in that calling, walk in that purpose all the time. But it's not until you start checking, I called it, I called it to my team, your gratitude tank. I check every day to see, where am I at? Not because, not because I'm not happy or, because you're gonna have bad days, you're human. You get frustrated, you get aggravated with people that, are, that act dumb sometimes, you're gonna get aggravated. But what I want you to know now is that gratitude is not a feeling, it's a decision. Just like believing is, just like standing up against insecurity is. And I just want to take a moment, as as y'all are all geared towards prayer, I want you to talk to God for a second. And, And just to give you an example of how to talk to him, because some of us have a hard time talking to God because we don't know what to say. It's very simple. All you have to do is just say, Lord, I surrender towards you, and I stand up against my insecurity. And you have to tell him, Lord, I accept the fact that this is how you've created me, and you're going to use this. Because it's not until we tell ourselves that and we tell God that to confirm that the way he sees me is the way I need to see me. Not the mask that I put on and not the things that other people say. I have to put, I have to put that on him. I got you. You're welcome. You have to put your eyes on Jesus. Jesus. Our eyes are everywhere. Your eyes are on social media. Your eyes are on TikTok. Your eyes are on, on simple stuff. It's also on others. It's also on how you see yourself. It's on different types of things. Our eyes are so focused towards everything else that we have forgotten to focus on Jesus. And this is why we fall. And this is why we go back to the same sin again. And this is why we go back to the same insecurities because we have lost our focus towards Jesus. And tonight can be the night that you make that decision with God in your prayer moment and say, Lord, I want to trust you again. My focus needs to be on you. My focus needs to be on your majesty. My focus needs to be on how you see me, not how others do. And I need to live my life surrendered towards you. That's what you got to pray. That's what you got to tell God. So Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. Father, some of us come in here with frustration of not liking who we are. Maybe seeing ourselves in a different way. And maybe maybe the way we see ourselves is that, oh, we're just, I'm just gonna live in sin because that's who I am. I'm a, I'm a person who just sins. I'm a, I'm a sinner. And Lord, we need to change our vocabulary about us the way you see us in your vocabulary. Because, Lord, the way you see us and the way you treat us is different, not just how people do, but how we treat and see ourselves. So, Father, I ask, Lord, that you would help every student in here know who they are behind the mask that they show. And, Lord, that they would know that the deepest parts of them that they're not the biggest fan of, you're going to use for your kingdom. You're going to use for your glory. But, Lord, I also ask that you would open their hearts towards it because they can't do it without opening up to it. They can't be available without opening it up, without exposing themselves towards you. So Father, I ask, Lord, that you would help them expose themselves towards your likeness. And just like David, Lord, you don't look at how we look on the outside. You don't see how good we can read, how good we can pray, how good we can worship. You see our hearts of where we are. You look at the motive while people look at the picture. And so Father, we thank you that you see our hearts for what they truly are to where you can know that we're genuine and know that we're, we're making a mistake, to where you can know these things, to where you can better us, Lord. Father, we thank you. We praise you that we'll eventually get to that point where we know who we are behind the mask. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.